I really got it. Ain't no secret to it. If I did it, then I had to do it. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Senior Quotes Podcast brought to you by Crunch Time Sports. I'm Aiden Roderick and joined by the one and only SoundCloud rapper. Baby. CBA president, runner-up, <laughs> Jack Shots Coleman. Welcome to the stage. Welcome to the senior recording quotes. studio. Yeah, the first, first ever Senior Quotes episode. First in First quotes. ever in quotes, <laughs> yeah. Had some technical difficulties, but we are here. A little bit delayed. It's mid-November, but, you know, we're looking to um, try to make this weekly or as often as possible. Yeah. Schedule um, willing, you know, uh, throughout the rest of the year, so... Jack, what do you think about this podcast? How are you feeling about it? All right, it's going to be a great show. I mean, definitely tune in every week. We're going to be going through all different sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, emphasis on a lot of basketball right now just because we're in the heart of the season. Totally. Football is coming towards the second half of the season, so a lot of emphasis on that. Yes, sir. Ho- a little hockey here and there. Yeah. And maybe some... Uh, baseball postseason. Baseball. Or off-season. Yeah, off-season yeah. news. So The hot stove, man. All right, so let's get right into it then. Um, right. I think I will read my quote first. So right. real quick... We explained this when we tried to record this last time, but the concept of this podcast is pretty simple, but we've got a little bit of a game show aspect to it. So Jack and I have collected three quotes each from the major sports around the United States, but we're not going to mention who said the quote or who the quote is about. That's where we read the quote to the other participant, the other host, and they have to guess who it's about or who said it. So if they get it right, they're awarded yeah. a point. Exactly. Um, whoever has the most points by the end of the episode will win that episode. Yes, and we'll sir. be keeping track for, um, at the start of every episode, who has the most uh, wins. That's right. And then also, we are recording this in the heart of the CBA library. So if anybody stops by, we will have some guest speakers, guests uh, on this show. Yeah, it's period E2. So if yeah. you're free, come by. <laughs> feel free to show join. up. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to jump right in. So... We've got a little bit of MLB offseason because I wasn't sure who was going to be mentioned or not. So this might be the hard one for me. So the quote, I'll tell you who the quote's from. It's from Buster Only, the ESPN um, big MLB analyst. Okay. You know, the guy, okay. the Adam Schefter of the MLB, yes. if you will. Okay. So some rival executives view this team's prospect asking price for this player. Okay. Ooh. As shockingly high and somewhat out of touch with reality. And here's your hint. And not discounted nearly enough given the whopping $295 million he's owed. Okay. So what we've got here, Buster Only is talking about a really great player, right? Coming off of an amazing season. But he's owed almost $300 million if he um, accepts the clause in his contract. So obviously, who is this about and what team are they referring to? Okay. Are we talking about a team down south? We are. We're talking a little bit okay. down south. I definitely got south. this. I definitely okay. got this. So I believe we might be talking about a lovely team from Miami. Mm. Yes, we are. Yes, Marlins. We are. Yes, we are. And I'm, that's obviously going to be John Carlos Stanton. That's John Carlos Stanton. Oh, baby. So let's talk a little bit because I didn't know if the MLB offseason was going to get enough attention yet. You know, we're not in it yet. You know, free agents yeah, aren't know. declared yet. But Giancarlo Stanton, I think he's going to win the National League MVP. You know, he's coming that. off of, yeah. I believe, a Fantastic 59 season. home run season. This man, I mean, he's getting paid a lot, but I think he is a top five player in the major leagues. You know, mm-hmm. if he can keep up that consistency, 
We know that the dude just hammers homers out of the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, to quote Bleacher Report right here, he's, they, they call him a, a obliterator of yeah. baseballs and an all-around shining star. I mean, that's totally. ridiculous. Um, tearing up the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still pretty young, 27. Uh, yeah, 27 right now. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, bright future ahead of him, too. For sure. I mean, he'll be 28 by the start of the 2018 season. Yeah. The big deal, though, is how big that contract is. He is the world's largest sports contract as of right now. Yeah. I mean, looking ahead even to the future, they're predicting by, or not even predicting, but mm-hmm. by 20, let's see, 2023 to okay. 2025. Right. He's getting 32 mil. That's crazy. salary. That's, that's crazy. insane. Where, and I think what that's, that's, Six years in the future, so he'll be 33, 34 by yeah. that time. Wow. Um, I mean, he's a star, but with the new ownership in Miami, led by, of course, Yankee legend Derek Jeter. Two iPads. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All you need is two iPads. He wants to, um, you know, lower the uh, salary, lower the payroll for his team, you know, to start over. Mm-hmm. And even though Giancarlo Stanton is, I think, a cornerstone franchise player, I think this is not a bad idea. I think strike while the iron's hot, you know. Mm-hmm. Bring in the best value you can for a guy who's probably going to win the MVP this season. So yeah. let's put a check mark next to this quote. Jack is on the board. The All first right. ever points scored on this game. So um, Jack, correct. At okay. that, I'm going to get on to my quote. Let's hear it. So here we go. Uh, this is coming from a game the other night. Mm. Um, it what sport? What sport? NBA. Okay, okay. It is, I don't care who you are, what do you call yourself? King, queen, princess, oh. we're going to fight. Nobody out there is going to punk oh. us. Okay. So it's, it's who is saying this and right. to who and is who's saying about? Because I think this is a little bit... Pretty easy. Almost one. a gimme to start it off. Yeah. Because I know that this is the one and only, the best friend in the world. He's got your back no matter what. Oh, you got Ennis a Cantor. Ennis oh, Cantor. Awesome. He's a beast. Talking about the one and only... King James, LeBron James. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you want to talk about that yeah, one a little bit? I mean, I was I, I was watching the game the other night. If you guys don't know, I'm a Knicks fan, mm-hmm. so felt right to start off, um, you know, senior quotes with this quote. Yeah. But just you know, the lack of class by someone who you know exemplifies a pl- what a player yeah. should be like in the NBA, and you just see if you look at the video, you see Frank Ntilikina going to get the ball, and LeBron just almost like blocking his way and yeah. you know these are young guys Frank's only 19 that's crazy he, LeBron yeah. is you know someone that needs to be looked up to in the league and if you're just messing around and you know bullying it looked like bullying yeah. these younger players that's not the right way to do it I mean maybe you'd expect this from someone in the past like Garnett or even right. Draymond Green but LeBron like come on step up show some class um, I totally agree with that um, I was going to say I think Ennis Cantor is an underrated player because not only of what he does on the court, but the fact that he's got these people's back, you know, or his teammates' back, rather, off the court as well. He's, he's willing to talk to the stars of the league. He's willing yeah. to step up. And, like, if you see your young rookie just getting, you know, bullied, like you said, by, like, the star of the NBA, you know, what you, like, he doesn't care. You know, he doesn't care if he's just a an everyday center, you know, who will start. And he's he's averaging 14 points, 11 rebounds. <laughs> Come in. Yeah, that's what right I'm special guest right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but I would say I would say he adds a lot of value both as a teammate and as a player. Ennis Cancer. All right, anyway, we are joined by our first guest of the series, Quinn Kiernan. Welcome to the stage. Oh, thank you for having me. All right, how are you feeling right now? What do you want to talk about? Don't worry. Yeah, uh, you want to close it all the way? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, 
So what, you guys talking about the Knicks? Yes. We're talking about a little LeBron uh, and his Cantor beef, you know. You think the, you think the Cavaliers are going to pick it up in the next couple? Ah, uh, that's know. interesting. They yeah. lost some some bad games. The that's games the that other they should side. no doubt have won. Um, like to point out the, the Knicks earlier in the season, right. the Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, my yeah. team, yeah. So who knows right now? I mean, everyone is always talking about Isaiah Thomas coming back. When that happens, it'll all click, but I don't know. I, don't know. I just yeah. don't know if that's going to set them over the edge. Right, they've won their last two against a good Knicks team who I didn't think was going to do as well as they have this year. Yeah, But I mean, the Mavericks as well, who I think have been definitely underperforming. But um, Would you say they're relying on the three-point line a little too much? The Cavaliers? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, that, yeah. Hey, Quinn, you want to sit right here and you know, get close to the mic? <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that this team is a little bit different from what we've seen last year, and I think a big part would be missing Kyrie Irving. I mean, you've seen on the Celtics side of the thing, uh, of the big trade of the 2017 offseason, they've won 13 games in a row at this point, which is just absurd. I mean... So is that what the Cavaliers are missing? Because I thought it was a fair trade. I, I think, especially with the Nets pick in there, I thought it was a fair trade. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I thought the Cavs won the trade. I did know? as well. So I, it's yeah, kind of stunning that the Celtics, without their prize signing and Gordon Hayward, are 13-2. and two. That's yeah. their record. Kyrie's winning right now. Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie is absolutely winning that whole beef over the summer between him and LeBron. He's just balling out. I think so, for sure. Um... So let's get into the second quote. Let's see. Um, Quinn, you might be interested in this one. I'll, I'll, okay. I was, I was going to go for my NFL one, but we're going to go NBA. All right. Um, all right, Jack. All right, who is this, uh, who said this, but more importantly, who's this about? Um, I think he's going to be a really good point guard in our league, probably a great point guard, he told reporters. If he continues to work on his craft, which seems like he does, this team got a good one. Hmm. <laughs> Quinn's saying oh, he knows it. Can I phone a friend? Uh... Would you like to use your landline? I'd like to use my landline. <laughs> landline. I'd like to phone in Quinn. All right, Quinn, right, were you just filming here? <laughs> All right, Quinn, give, give a hint. Give some a hint? I mean, or tell us. I'm sure. We've never, we, we, didn't, we didn't talk about rules here. We didn't talk about guests but, helping I mean, out. He, if you guys were just talking about Annie's cancer, the person who said it then was discussed. Right, right, yeah. And um, that's a good hint to yes. start, yeah. Okay, so we're, so it's someone within the last, uh, no. Situation that we were talking about. Yes, for about. sure. Like for he's sure. the well, one. He's the one who's talking, and then and then um, yeah. If if you really need a hint, okay, I think yeah. I got it. All right. I, was this LeBron saying? LeBron it? saying it. LeBron saying. And it. then <laughs> this is going to be talking about Dennis Smith Jr. Off. No, it's oh. not Dennis Smith Jr. I was going to say half a point. My hint. <laughs> I'll give you a half point. My hint was going to be um. The team that he was mentioning was the Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. All right. So it's so the one and Lonzo. only Lonzo Ball. Oh, um, his future two. team? Question <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Lonzo Ball because the Ball family has been uh, a little bit controversial as usual recently with Lee Angelo Ball getting arrested in China for yeah. shoplifting from, I believe, a Louis Vuitton store. Like you drive around, what does he drive a Lamborghini back home? What does he drive? Like he something something. He did not need to (laughs) shoplift to steal from a um, Chinese store where he's just trying to get attention. Yeah, he's the only one left out of the big baller brand. He doesn't get carried around to all the interviews and everything. That's that's he's left out. He wants to be known. (laughs) Seriously, you know, get known from probably not the right way. Yeah, yeah. off the court. Yeah, people make mistakes. Yeah, people do. Right. I mean, I, I don't think he's a bad guy I just think that was a really dumb thing to do you know and considering he is probably not gonna make the NBA you know he's not he's not 
the same quality of player that Lonzo is, and Lamelo has shown potential of being. Yeah. I mean, um, Lamelo right now is sitting at I think number eight, maybe number seven or eight on yeah. top ten for his uh, draft class. Right. So, on ESPN. Yes. Okay. Um, and then as for Lonzo, he's not averaging ten of anything, but he has nine and a half points, seven. 7.2 assists and 6.6 rebounds per game, which is a very solid all-around averages, but not close to my personal rookie of the year candidate, Ben Simmons. Um, I mean, it's kind of crazy. This rookie class seems so stacked, and I haven't been very impressed by the top of the uh, top of the list. You know, I think Markel Fultz, we got to figure out what's going on with his shoulder, you know, yeah. why, why he hasn't been able to play. Brett Brown, Brett Brown, slow down. <laughs> Brett Brown did say yesterday that he has a gut feeling Markel Fultz is going to please Philadelphia okay. very soon. Good. But, I mean, I'm happy to hear that because, I mean, the whole trade, everything, they yeah. felt pretty confident that Fultz was the number one. Yeah. Um, um, Lonzo, I'm not sold on it. Lonzo has been very... Yeah, Ben Simmons, I think, is the rookie of the year. But he's not this draft class. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? So, uh, who do you guys think is the best player in this draft class right now, based off performance? Personally, I'm going to say Dennis Smith Jr. I think he's explosive. I think he re- I've said this a lot. He reminds me almost of like his explosiveness mm. in terms of uh, Derrick Rose when he was oh, starting out. I thought you were going to say even Russell Westbrook. Even yeah. Westbrook, but I feel like De'Aaron Fox is more kind of like Westbrook rather than right. Dennis Smith Jr. I do like De'Aaron Fox as well. Um, I think he's poised to be in the best position uh, team-wise. He has Harrison Barnes. He has yeah. Dirk as a mentor on that team. I think the Mavericks is a perfect place to start out as a rookie. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're always in playoff talks each year. So Yeah, not this year, though, the Mavericks, yeah, but, yeah, but usually. Um, I'm going to shout out someone who I thought was completely overrated and blown up by the Los Angeles media during the Summer League, Kyle Kuzma, yeah. who is second. Kuzma. Yeah, no, he's third in the league in points per game for rookies behind Simmons and Dennis Smith. But he actually has the second most field goal percentage behind a big man, John Collins. So the guy is an efficient scorer with 15 points per game. You know, he's stepping up to the demands that the Lakers need. They needed a scorer. I don't think he's, like, a leading scorer, but he also has seven rebounds per game. You know, I think he's a much more solid player than I would have expected. And that was the pick that the Nets traded away as part of the D'Angelo Russell trade. You know, it was 26 or 28. It didn't seem like you could really get someone there, but the Lakers have, who looks like a top-five rookie right now, crazy enough. I think I agree with you about Dennis Smith, but I'm yeah. going to say right now who I believe might have the best career mm-hmm. will be Jason Tatum. I like. I agree with that too. Because while Dennis Smith has scoring more points, he's right. been very flashy. He's also primary scorer on the right. Mavericks. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Jason Tatum might, is probably the fourth or third. Right. So he's not getting as many touches and on a team, and he's winning as we talked yeah. about earlier. Yes. Yeah. So, and I, I believe I saw his field goal percentage is about who? Uh, Tatum. Um, I think it's Tatum 50. is up there as yeah. well. Tatum is right at 500. Yeah, yeah 500. Yeah. So 50%. Yes. So I, I think. While Dennis Smith is down at 40%, which isn't bad, but that shows that, you know, Tatum's right. been a more efficient scorer. Right. Yeah. And he hasn't had to shoot as much as he No, he has not. Smith has. Nine field goals attempted versus Dennis Smith's 15. So, yeah, that's a big difference. Which I think leads the league, or leads the rookies for okay. most field goals. Quick, uh, quick quote from Kuzma. It's okay. not an actual quote, but right, right, like right. one of our quotes. But uh, <laughs> Kuzma said that he worked every day all summer on the same moves, post moves, same post moves every yeah. day, all day. It got kind of boring at times. And, you know, you'd like to see that from a rookie who. Yeah. You know, is going to put in the time, put in the work to get those fundamentals down because For come sure. game time, he's ready. And he's shown that he has been ready. And 
is ready for the NBA. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right, so let's move on to your second quote from me. You know, you're at one and a half points. We've never right. had a half point before, but we're um, going to take it. I'm going to change this around. I'm going to, since we were talking, uh, we, we talked about them kind of, so mm-hmm. I'll say this. Uh, they're working on it right now. He's been terrific. What? <laughs> what sport, first of all? NBA again? Uh, it, it's, I, I wow. guess, kind of NBA. But this is a general... Hold on. I've been giving you hints left wow, and right. This is very general. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. They've been working on it. What? Right now. Right now. It's been terrific. We've talked about it already on this show. <sighs> Was it a tweet? No. I, that's no. interesting. Um, okay, so I'm going to say it's NBA, because we barely talked about anything else. Just yeah, the MLB we, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little um, I think it's going to be a rookie. Um... Um, mm. Oh, Someone man. outside the league saying this. Someone, but I gotta find out who who's saying it or who. We gotta find out who's saying it and what wow. about. I with no hints at all. Um, <laughs> Quinn, I'm gonna call him my lifeline, my landline. <laughs> Do you have any idea who said this? Maybe. Uh, I without looking. Or you? I look? did look already. Oh man, I feel like I'm getting screwed here, guys. Um, I don't. I I think I need a hint. I need a. So I'll give. <laughs> you, I'll I'll see if you can get who said it. But it was about the Ball family. And this is someone outside the league, not an athlete. Not an this. athlete talk, saying that they're working on it? They're working on it right now. He's been terrific. Terrific is the key word there. <sighs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's ESPN. No, I have no idea. No. Oh, it's Donald Trump. It is. It oh, is my God. Donald Trump. Give me a half point. Yeah, you'll you get a half point. I need that lifeline from Quinn. Yeah, right, we got a little loud there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Donald so Trump. Yeah, he was talking about the, about the whole situation in China. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've seen the president, you know, come out and help these guys out. But it's hey, it, it got taken care of. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess we can honestly say that Donald Trump is a verified member of the Big Ballers oh, brand. Oh my goodness! Wow, that's pretty. <laughs> that wild. could be the hottest take I've that's ever. That's the hottest yeah. take of the year. But watch hey, out, Skip Bayless. Oh he's, man. Uh, Wow, sport. I don't really know what to say there. I'm just, you know, I'm just happy that Quinn gave me his uh, <laughs> Donald Trump impression. I was thinking Stephen A. Smith talking terrific no. and all his superlatives, but oh well, okay, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a fair assumption. All right, so it's one and a half to one and a half. Um, we, we covered the balls a little bit. Yeah, so I'll, I can in. hop in. I can yeah. hop into my next quote. Um, Where do you want me to go? Are we on no, I'll, I'll just go to my my quote. Go. All right, all right. <laughs> um, so not talking about the NBA anymore. Oh, interesting um, flip. <laughs> So it's MLB again. Oh, okay. And the quote is, it's a dream come true, an amazing feeling. Okay, I'm going to jump right into it. I think it's a World Series champion from 2017. I think it is... That's tough, though. Um, Because there's a few players in there. Jack's smiling, but I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm going to say it's Jose Altuve. That's where you're wrong. Oh, no. It is not a World Series what? champion. It is Aaron Judge on being Rookie oh, of the Year. Oh my gosh, Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I'm, yeah, a, little bit, I'm a little upset, though, because you're going to win, because yeah. my glass is a gimme. <laughs> all right. But, um, all right, Aaron Judge winning Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I, unanimous winner, and so was Cody Ballinger in the NL. And I think that they both were the both deserving, deserving both winners deserving. for sure. I think Reese Hoskins, you know, if he played a little more, yeah. he should have been fourth. <laughs> he would have been up. Yeah, he actually played only a month and a half. Yeah, that's pretty before. impressive. Mm-hmm. But um, for Aaron Judge, um, let's let's not even talk about the rookie of the year. Let's talk about the MVP running. Because like yeah. I, I said, Jose Altuve and Aaron Judge, those are the two main candidates. Definitely. The third finalist is Jose Ramirez, third baseman from the Indians, who's a great player. Mm-hmm. But, but n- not, I think it, it, it's going to end up being Judge, Judge and Altuve. So I'm going to Google a little bit of Altuve versus Judge stats because this is a very interesting race. 
What I can remember is obviously Jose Altuve led the league in batting average, 346. I mean, that's just that's amazing. He he gets on base, and we saw that in the playoffs mm-hmm. as well. Definitely. But Aaron Judge, surprisingly, with all the walks he works or has worked, you know, he led he led Altuve in on base percentage. Jeez, which looking at their heights alone, <laughs> five foot six compared to six foot seven, ridiculous. Right. 422 on base percentage, which is ridiculous. You know, it's almost almost every two um, plate appearances he's on base. He worked um, 127 walks, leading the league. He also struck out 208 times, leading the league. Mm. So that's a big discussion. Everyone said Aaron Judge is a bust or overrated because he strikes out almost every time, which isn't wrong, but he also draws these walks. I mean, the strike zone is so different for him. Like, there's never been a six foot seven batter you know we've had um, randy johnson but so altuve um we have 112 runs right and judge has got 128 right so judge wins that uh but if you look at hits right altuve has 204 and judge only, only 150. has 157 yep. oh um, okay yeah this might be a little no no i think you're just am i right yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then one other fact to note is that altuve has 32 steals yes and judge only has nine Right, Judge wouldn't so be the big guy. big difference that, there. Wow, he actually tried 13 times. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> and Judge um, had that slump in the beginning of the summer. Did Altuve have anything like that this year? I, I, I don't think he did. I, don't I really so. don't think I think so. he was a consistent yeah. hitter. Very um, consistent. For sure. I can get you the batting splits on him by month. But for Judge, that's right. He was so on fire out of the gate the first few months. And June, he started to slow down a bit. July, though, right after the All-Star break, people were scared that his swing was going to change after hitting the home run derby. That's happened to people before. Mm. But everyone was like, oh, no, he'll be fine. You know, he won the home run derby. He looked great. And then, obviously, the slump in July and August was huge. And even in the playoffs, that slump kind of... That's true. But in September, I think he got it back together, and that's what brought the Yankees to the playoffs. Um, As for Altuve, here's some crazy numbers. Um, In September, he batted two ninety eight. That's surprisingly his lowest batting average of any month. In July, 99 at-bats. He got 48 hits. For a batting average of 485. That is outstanding. Yeah. I mean, this man just hits. Like, that's the thing. He was very consistent, 347 before the All Star break, mm-hmm. 344 after. Definitely showed consistency. I think and, that's you know, the word that for, was able to For a little guy, he packs a punch. I mean, <laughs> 435 feet is his longest home run. That's cool. uh, Looking at Judge, I mean, 495. 496, but yeah. still, compared to, uh, you know, Altuve's height and size, right, that's right. crazy. Yeah. Um, pound for pound. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so who? Let's let's take some predictions. We've got three people here, so I'm a little biased, but I believe. Here's the thing: the voting went in before the playoffs, mm-hmm. so you can't take into account Jose Altuve's heroics yeah. in the postseason or Aaron Judge's what 30 strikeouts or something ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, he which was broke by Bellinger, I think, because well, he oh, played yeah. longer. Right, but right. yeah, um, what do you guys think? Who's gonna win? I am biased towards Judge, but I really do think Altuve deserves it based of, on him not having any slumps or anything like that. That's Just true. consistent season, um, you know, and his numbers didn't, don't lie, and they carried into the postseason. I know that doesn't, you know, take into consideration yeah. in terms of the voting, right. but I do think that numbers during the season relate to effectiveness in the postseason. For sure. Quinn, what do you think? Uh, I think 100% Altuve. Uh-huh. He was the most consistent player and best player on the right. most consistent and best team in the regular season. Yeah. Because yeah. the Dodgers had that slump. Right, they did. Indians just burst at the 20 end. 20-something yeah. wins. Right, yeah. So I think best player on the okay. best team, that's 
right, yeah, so I'll I'm outnumbered here. I'm going to take Aaron Judge, and my argument, I don't know how much the voters considered this, because remember, postseason's out of the question. Mm. The Houston Astros, without uh, Jose Altuve, rather, would have made the playoffs. That's my opinion. The Yankees, without Aaron Judge, 52 home runs, his amazing season overall, they're not coming near the playoffs. You know, they had some other great players at times who mm. also were very hot and cold. But Aaron Judge, you know, without him, the Yankees are maybe an 80-win team who are looking at a top 15 pick, you know, next year and just are focused on the rebuild. Instead, we had a team go to Game 7 of the ALCS against the winners, the Astros, of course. I mean, that doesn't happen without Aaron Judge. And in my opinion, he's the most valuable player to his team. I, I can agree with that, but there were at times, especially in the slumps, where it came down to... You know, pitchers winning the game. Right? Yeah. It came down to other big hits. You saw Didi having this step oh, up. Oh, yeah. So I really can't say that I fully support Judge being the one. Right. I mean, I definitely think that he was a huge factor in terms of them getting to the playoffs. Yeah. But I just don't know if he's the only major factor. That's true. I just think without him, the Yankees aren't making the playoffs. But, yeah. I, yeah. I also think with the style of play, home run hitter, yeah. you just... You see that impact a lot That's more true. than maybe a guy who's hitting yeah. 350 get That's and true. stealing mm-hmm. bases. You don't. It's not as evident to the eye looking yeah. at Sports Center seeing that. That's yes. exactly. Sports Center ate up Aaron Judge this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. So last quote. Yeah, let's do it. But right. to sum that up, I think Jose Altuve is our favorite. I'll take Judge, but we'll see what happens. I think in two days. I think the voting yeah. is. So, so we'll talk about soon. that probably next episode. For sure. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. The only NFL quote of the episode. It's one and a half to one and a half. So um, this is all or nothing. This is all or nothing. All right. So um, our plan is to do what we've always done, which is not to offer a running commentary on the season. It is our responsibility to determine the reasons for our poor performance. And at the end of the year, we'll evaluate the 2017 season in its entirety and make a determination on how we move forward. This is definitely the Giants. It's definitely the Giants. Um, is it McAdoo? It's definitely got to be McAdoo. Well, I'm going to give it to you. It's okay. the owners, oh, okay. Steve Tish but and John Mara, about Ben about McAdoo. Ben so McAdoo. that would be, All right. that's a point. You, you win the first point. episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But two to it's a victory. Point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a win we'll no matter what. Team. Let's talk about the New York Giants. Let's talk about the NFL a little bit. We've had some it's been a horrible, weird season. Horrible. It's a weird season. A lot of injuries. Really weird a lot of overperformers and a lot of underperformers. Um, the Eagles are what seven, eight and one. What is it? Eight and one. They're eight and one. Yeah, coming the off Giants a bye are, week. This Giants are what one and eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So no one saw go. that. Yeah. No one saw that. Coming. Um, um, you know, this was a team where at the start of the season, you honestly could say that they could be Super Bowl champions by the end of the year. Um, adding Brandon Marshall, adding Evan Ingram, it looked like everything was going to go their way. Same defense as last season was going to yeah, come yeah. through, but no, nothing. Same terrible um, offensive line, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely pass. same. Oh, five-minute pass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's going to be a thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it just was not a great season. Nothing came together. Yeah, I, I really think that... The main issue was Odell being injured in the preseason. For sure. I think having Odell at the start of the season healthy would get you that first win, mm-hmm. and the rest would follow. I yeah. really don't – I think that not having him and then him getting – a cheap hit, by the way, if you remember Yeah, it. that really was. Browns against yeah, the Giants come on. In, week, in week three Ended of the our season. Uh, preseason. And now they're going to get the good uh, pick. Like, come yeah. on. And do you um, blame McAdoo for not being able to keep the team together? I personally – I agree. Um, I, think, I think his play calls early in the season, yeah, I definitely I think, think that, that was uncalled for. Um, he should have handed that job off. Right. Um, you know, just 
you, you have a specific job as coach, and there's other guys on the uh, coaching staff of the Giants who are yeah. designated those jobs. Yeah. And if you want to take over and try to right every wrong, it's just not going to work. I think one of the main reasons that McAdoo has lost the control of the locker room, like Quinn said, is this poor performance. And it does date back to his poor play calling yeah. and the weaknesses of this team. Um, I, for one, am a huge critic of the general manager, Jerry Reese, who's been yeah. around a lot longer than I yeah. think he should have. I think he's had many problems with the team, not just this season. And I think that that's a major problem for the Giants. But to look at this team, you don't have much of a running game. We've got some young players who have yeah. shown bursts of you know, potential. I mean, Dark has been no, all right here and there's there. There's no line. But there's no O-line. No line. And when players are going down with injuries, it just gets worse and, and worse. You know, this is going to be really interesting in terms of the draft coming up. Because we're obviously going to be getting a, a decent pick. Right. Um, I just don't know if... We started looking at a QB. Apparently, the, um, some of the higher-ups have said that they want to start looking at a replacement for right. Eli. But, I mean, we got Webb on the bench right now. He's, yeah. he's all right. I mean, Let's see if they give him I like Eli as a mentor. Action. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's better than, you know, Aaron Rodgers having to take over after Brett Favre, and he wasn't a mentor. Right. But I think Eli can really step into that role. Um, it should be interesting for sure. Yeah. If we can get – then you have to think about if we can get – you know, a player like Saquon Barkley who's going to step up the run game. But then again, we don't have a line to protect <laughs> him. So, Neither of those Penn State, though, so maybe it'll, yeah, so maybe it'll work All out. Right. But Going into the second half of the season, what do you power? What is the number one thing they need I'd like to. Change? to I, oh, is it honestly, if tank. I say tank. I <laughs> tank? say tank. As a fan, I say tank. Then for next season, is as, it as a fan, I say oh. tank. But is it the new, from a, uh, new head from coach? a football right. standpoint, I think we need to give Webb some looks in game, see how he performs now, sure. give him a couple games if we're not going to win. As soon as, I mean, there's no shot of us going to the playoffs at all. So I'm saying, let Webb get some playing time. Yeah. Let the young guys play. Let Evan Engram play. Let him get accustomed to the league. He's been yeah. fantastic. Shepard, he's still young. You know, let him get some playing time. But I do think that in the long run, I think Eli can have another year left in him. It's not the worst thing having Eli as your quarterback. I say if we can get a good running back or a good lineman, I say go for it this year. But yeah. time is definitely running you down. Do? On no, Eli. No, no, no. For this season. No, I was going to say or get rid yes. of yeah, okay. At the same time, I you can't blame McAdoo for unforeseen well, injuries and everything. Right, you can't. But, but I, I mean, think this I was think... a team that he led to the playoffs last year. Yeah. So I think maybe I'd be willing to give him one well, more season. Well, did he lead them to the playoffs? So that's the thing. That's, that's you know true. what I mean? So but, I would say um, the quote that we just read, I agree with the owners. Let the season play out. But if, the, if, the, if Ben McAdoo finishes with a 2-14, and 1-15 record, then this is um, – they definitely need to fire him. I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then real quick to finish, Quinn Kiernan, the Eagles fan in the room, how do you feel about your team? I'm really excited for the second half of the season. They're getting uh, their starting cornerback, uh, Ronald Darby, back for this week. Oh, yeah. Picked up Jay Ajayi. Oh, Jay yeah. Ajayi. Great. I think he's he going to be one a, game. He was great. Going down the stretch, learning the offense. He's going to be have a great impact on the yeah. team. So mm. I'm excited to see what happens. Super Bowl favorites? Quick fantasy take? Quick fantasy no, take? No, what do you think? Time. <laughs> time. Are they the Super Next Bowl favorites? favorites? Uh, I mean, they're the best team in the league right now, but... Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think for them, home field advantage is key. Do you really want to go in the playoffs and into New Orleans or Seattle yeah. or Los Angeles? Seattle or, for sure. Or the yeah. Patriots. You can or the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. Right. Been Rams, Rams, been Rams, Rams have been Rams great. Been so great. I think home field advantage happy is key for, the, for them. For, I'm actually happy for the Rams. You know? I think so too. Uh, Goff and Gurley, good players. Sean McVay, coach of the year. Sean McVay, for all sure. Young, yeah. young too. For sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to Quinn for showing up as the first guest on this show. Feel free to stop by whenever you Hold on. Congratulations, Jack Coleman. Oh, for baby. the first victory, first he's one and zero. 
a little help from his friends, but you know, I wasn't able to <laughs> great. Play. Yeah, yeah. Great Beatles reference. I wasn't able to uh, pull out the victory, but that's all right. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, thanks to Crunch Time Sports for the uh, platform. Thanks and to Bleacher Report and ESPN coming oh, yeah. out with the stats. And um, have a great day. There's the bell. <laughs> There's Let's the bell. Go. Thank you. Yeah.